Hello, I'm so-so. How are you? You seem like you're super healthy. You're super energetic. Uh, I'm I, sick as a it, dog. I've been sick. <laughs> you know that. And That's why we're recording remotely instead of in person today. I know. And you mentioned uh, you you might have food poisoning. I don't want to talk or, about it. We're not recording anything discussing how sick I've been. That is not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about dicks and dating and bullshit. Well, I could have spun it that you're sick because it's an SCD and it would have been half proud of you. Oh my God. But... I also don't want to re- <laughs> No, For fuck's sake. Absolutely not. Yeah, you're, uh, you're I don't very, even uh... remember what happened the last time we recorded. You didn't give me a chance to ask you before you pushed record. So what did we talk about last time? Wait, what did we talk? Well, the last recording that we have was uh, en route to bloodbath. So we were talking uh, or we had uh, my future ex-girlfriend Scooter Pie as a third opinion in terms of your dating shenanigans. I just talked to Scooter Pie. Is that episode out yet? Yeah. Okay. She likes to listen to herself. So she wanted to know if it was out yet. I was like, I assume so, but I don't know. <laughs> it, she sounded great. We sounded wonky. I sounded very loud. So it took me a lot of, of editing to make sure that that's uh, you know, at least as close as I could get. But that's uh, growing pains with uh, recording while driving in the dark wirelessly with new gear. But next time it'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. We had that new mic that we were trying. Okay. So since then... Uh, you know, I had been on one date with the cowboy, right? Ooh, and woo-hoo. you remember the cowboy that I thought was maybe autistic? Yeah, with with the 90-year-old gay man being yeah. taken care of by the cowboy, right. hopefully in more than right. more ways than one. Uh, you were gonna walk <laughs> over the bridge. We were uh, gonna walk over the bridge. So we had that date. We had the next day, we met um, all the way downtown because we were going to walk over the bridge, but it was like the first mm-hmm. day that got really cold in New York. So I uh-huh. think he scrapped it because of that, which like I was bummed because I've never done it at night, but I was also excited because it was really cold and I was not quite dressed appropriately. Um, but he dressed up that time. There was ne- no cowboy boots. There was no hat. Uh-huh. He wore like a uh-huh. nice button up shirt, met Ooh. me. We had nice dinner. Mm-hmm. When I went to the restroom he took care of the check which you know i love and then we walked around downtown like took a long way what was the restaurant restaurant. was it like a a 20 dollar entree restaurant or was it like a 50 dollar entree restaurant it was probably like a 20 to 30 dollar entree restaurant it was an italian place an italian place downtown it was really busy um, it was really mediocre, so it was actually surprising. It was so busy, but I thought of it later. Neither of us ordered pasta dishes, so they probably are more known for their pasta dishes, and that's not what we had. So we were kind of like, mm-hmm. eh. Um, so the date was, it was nice. Uh, you know, we had a nice conversation. I still sort of wondered if he was special, but I didn't make him, like, cry on the date this time. And... <laughs> You know, that's an improvement from the first time. And he walked me to the train. He originally said he was going to get me a cab, but that's when we were going to walk over the bridge. Um, But he walked me to the train and he gave me a lovely kiss goodnight. It wasn't bad in any way. Like it wasn't jabby tongue guy and it wasn't like drooling on my chin guy. It was just nice. He held my hand. Like first he gave me his arm to walk with him. And I was like, that's interesting. And then he grabbed my hand, which I was so grateful for because it was so cold. And he put it in his pocket with his hand, which was super cute. And um, give us the visual. How so you were his left hand, your right hand in his left pocket. Oh, my goodness. Uh, That's so specific. Okay, first I was walking on his right side, holding his right arm with my left hand, (laughs) obviously. Okay. And then later we switched sides. So then I think when he held my hand, it was my right hand with his mm-hmm. left hand in pocket. <laughs> Such an odd okay. question, Janelle. No, because like you, you put the visual because like maybe you're all right. Like his, he had like a like, peacoat on. Ooh. He um he had he's a brunette and um he felt like he was maybe uh only 
about the same height as me, but that's because they had a, a bit of a boot on. So um, he's actually a little taller than me, but you know, maybe in my heels, not so much. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and he wears glasses, which I probably had my glasses on that day too. So we walked, it was cute. Uh, when he held my hand, I got a little tingly. So I was like, okay, I am attracted to this Aww. person. Um, more so in profile, I think, than face face like a uh, head on but um you know afterwards i was like oh i'd like to kiss him more i'd like to see him again i was excited we've been texting every day all day my family came to visit and we were still texting um you know and it was super cute and i was getting really excited about him i'm like this is a nice guy he likes old things so wait, more than new things means so he walked you to the train means there was no banging in the 90 year old gay man's apartment Right. So that was something that you and Scooter brought up. So it's a one bedroom apartment. And when he stays there, he sleeps in the living room to take care of the guy. So there will never be any banging in the old dude's apartment, which is something I had to like come to grips with that. I would have to be having him at mine. Or when I said like, I never have people here. He was like, well, how's this going to work? And I was like, uh, I guess I'll have to like, you you got to be serious. Right. Right. So I was getting really excited about him and we had planned to have our third date on Halloween night um, because that was the next time I was available because of gigs and my family visiting and all this stuff. So, you know, a couple weeks out, but he's also here for a week on for week, whatever. So that was mm-hmm. the next time our schedules combined. And um, and yeah, that was the plan. We were going to go to like a horror house and Ooh. um maybe a scary movie and like have a fun little Halloween day, which I wouldn't normally go out, but you know, whatever. Um, but then, Oh no, there's the, butt. yeah. So then I go to work last Tuesday and he said, you know, I've just had a really busy schedule this month, even though I thought it was going to be kind of chill. And mm-hmm. so he's like, can I, if you want me to send you lunch to work or whatever, let me know. Oh. And he's offered that a few times. You know, one time I was out with dinner for dinner with you after one of our shoots, et cetera, et cetera. And every time I said no. And, you know, when someone has asked something like that, like for the fifth time, I feel like at a certain point you're being rude not to accept. So I don't need him to buy me lunch, but I accepted the lunch. It's a nice gesture. I told him what I wanted. He had it sent. Everyone at work was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Right. So he and knows your that- work address. Right. Okay. So after work that day, we had a little meeting, which I maybe didn't have to be a part of, but I'm like kind of in this like half management role in my workplace. So we had a little meeting. And then after that, I kind of stayed to talk to the other managers to discuss what had happened in the meeting, which wasn't so great. And then I rushed to go to your birthday party. Mm -hmm. Um, And the trains were super fucked up that night. And it took what was supposed to be a half an hour ride, took me over an hour, and I was an hour late. And, it was raining hard. Um, it was raining super hard. And the queue was like that I took from Midtown was first I had an electrical issue. And then, you know, there's two express trains on either side of the track, and they said ours is going to go first, but then it stopped. And then it ran local the whole way downtown. And I was like, okay, I'll take it to Canal. And if at Canal it says it's going to run, all the way through downtown, I'll get it off um, and get on the other train. Otherwise, I'll take it over the bridge and then change. It says it's running express over the bridge. And then, of course, it ran local downtown anyway. So, like, I took the longest possible trip to get there. Then it wouldn't pull out so I could get the right train to actually get to where I was going. Then I went to the wrong avenue once I got there. I mean, I was super late. I have never been so late. I was so embarrassed. And I am so sorry to you that I was late. No worries. I mean, we had fun. Yes, and but everyone is really gracious. Seems... Yeah, I'm we, we... The point. Okay, okay, go ahead. Because, like, I'm saying, like, I mean, <laughs> we had a great time in my birthday party. We had a great time, and and but and that... so we all had we had Ethiopian food, and then we walked mm-hmm. over in the rain to Lucky Thirteen Saloon, and awesome. um, on the way to the bar, you know, one of our friends who was there didn't have an umbrella, and it was pouring rain. So I wrapped my arm around her like she was my lady. And put mm-hmm. the umbrella over us and got us there. And once I got there, I checked my phone. And I checked Uh-oh. my phone because that's what you do, you know, 
intermittently, but you don't do it during dinner at someone's birthday party and you don't do it during a meeting that you're in for work. So I hadn't looked at it for like three hours, hours. not, Mm -hmm. not a particularly long time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had, let's see. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. What? Over 20, over 20 messages from this guy. Whoa. I mean, all right. Okay. So this is the thing that we weren't able to talk about during a party because he said to save it for the podcast. Now I realize that, yeah, this is a topic. I mean, at a certain this point, a like, serious topic. There's, there's a level in which it's good that you are comfortable messaging without getting a message back but there is like a creepy level to this so more than 10 oh, no, I no. Think- yeah this was not this was not like just random messaging me and not getting a response back okay so he had sent me lunch that day and when he sent me mm-hmm. lunch he sent him a thank you it was so sweet blah, blah, blah. and he and i had planned to talk on the phone that night he asked me oh. and he got an enthusiastic yes for me and you know i hate talking on the phone but i understand mm-hmm. it's something i have to do especially when building a new relationship so, so that's, that would have been after my birthday party. So he would have known that it would have been, did he know that you were going to a dinner and then possibly. He didn't know I was going to a dinner or it. had a meeting because I thought, first of all, I thought the dinner initially was at 6.30. I checked before my meeting and saw it was at mm-hmm. 7. But as I said, I was an hour late, so I got there at 8. But we mm-hmm. were to the bar by 9 because you guys had ordered before I even got there. So yeah. it wasn't even that long. And I mm-hmm. figure like, even when I say I'm going to talk to someone at night, it's probably not going to be until about nine or 10 anyway, yeah. because I'm going to get home. I'm going to maybe go to the gym. I'm going to eat. Like even did on he a know that it was going to be like, home. yeah. Did he know that it was going to be more after nine rather than like a six thirty phone call? No, we did not schedule it or talk about the time. We mm-hmm. did not say, and I, and we've been talking every night until nearly midnight. So I don't think it's a big deal that it was later, but, he obviously did. <laughs> oh, so in those 20 text messages, you know, the first couple are like, uh, hope you had a good evening and good night. So they're like passive aggressive. Like I haven't heard from you. And then uh-huh. it's, what are you up to? I guess we'll chat some other time. You seem busy, more passive aggressiveness. Right. Uh-huh. Then it's like, are you seeing other people? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to try to give up. So he had like an argument with himself. And he said, uh, hope you had a good time. Um, and then saying like, oh, the last couple of days was a little weird. Last laughs on me. Um, if you're seeing other people, that's fine. But be open about it. And our next dates will be Dutch, um, which means each people pays for their own. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with that mm-hmm. expression. Um you know, and then he goes off on a thing about this and being a man and communication. Um, then he's like, I don't maybe want to see you next Sunday. Um, wow. <laughs> he's saying he won't put up with it. He's not going to fight for someone's attention. We've been on two dates. Yeah, two good dates. But nevertheless, it's just two dates, bro. And he's like, this has made me a little upset. But this is already after 10 text messages. How would you like it if I ghosted on you for an evening? And not even tell you what's going on. I'm sure you would be pissed. Um, I really looked forward to speaking with you. Tired of being a fucking nice guy and getting treated like this. Thanks a fucking lot. Thanks for showing me early enough what you're really about. So at that point, I got the text messages. At that point, we got to the bar and I got the text messages and I was just like, oh, my God, what? I said I went to a friend's birthday party straight from work and I'm still at it. So then he's like, now, don't I feel like an asshole? Little emoji, no communication. In my defense, there was no communication. I said, so I was in meetings all day, which he knew. He did know I was in meetings all day. And then I was like an hour late to my friend's party because of the trains. And we just finished dinner, went to the bar for a drink. I'm with like six other people, ran into more people I know. And then he's like, hope you have a great night. And I just said, I can't process this right now. Like I couldn't because I was triggered from all the texting and I'm trying, I was out, you know, when we were at dinner, I was like very present in the moment, having a good time with all you guys. But then we got to the bar and I got this and I was just sucked right out of it. I was no longer present. I was like, what's going on? And Kendra and Carl who were there with us were like, whoa, like red flags, red flags. Yeah, that's very controlling. 
Right. And he says, I'm going off to bed. I think it's just best at the moment. I feel like an asshole. I sat around waiting to hear from you, like legit hear from you for a few days now, which I don't even know what that means. He lives upstate. Like, so the only way you can hear from me is like text or a phone call. And he knows Mm -hmm. I don't like phone calls. So like, and we text all day. What is he talking about? Um, He's like, you have a life and I'm sorry I interrupted your evening. I guess if you want to talk to me, let me know. And I just texted him back and I said, I'm sorry, I'm super busy. Like, because it's true. That day and work this last week was super busy. I've had a ton of shows and productions and then year party. Um, Another friend of ours who's been on the show, Betsy Propane, was in town. I had something with her the next day. Like, you know, I just had my week planned. And it wasn't dates or anything. It was just busy. And, And like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, that's all I get? Cool. I'll let you know when I'm not super busy for you um sorry for trying to be a decent fella yeah well you're trying to be a decent scary fella and it's right and i said 20 times it's not the way to go literally nothing right so and every time i open my phone there's like another set of text messages from him it's not one it's multiple ones which is disturbing and I'm at the bar. I'm now triggered. And I can't, I literally couldn't process it then. So when he said he was going to bed, I was like, great, go to bed. I'll read this later. Deal with it later. Like, I just can't right now. Especially at a metal bar, you know, like loud fucking music. Yeah. Trying to have a conversation, whatever. And every time I look at my phone, there's more. Then he started calling me, John L. So he knows Ooh. that I'm at the bar with a bunch of friends. And I said, I can't process this right now. But because he's not getting what he wants he's now calling and texting incessantly and then he's like and i said i was sorry i felt ashamed for doing that and i'm sorry you've sat in meetings all day and ran late to work and your friend's birthday like i'm sorry you're so busy with life at the moment i just uh, he's like i'm trying my best to understand your crazy schedule uh do my best to keep it cool and not seem like i would like some attention from you like i'm not a mind reader what the fuck are you is he talking about so to me, it's like, you're never going to be able to date anyone who lives in New York because anyone that lives in New yeah. York, usually dinner is at like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. You're busy, no, you have I mean- stuff to do after work every day. Like you're going to things all the time. So I fully intended to speak to him when I got home. I, I don't, well, one home yet. It was obvious that she, I mean, he's, he shot himself on the foot. Cause this, this one is like, everything seemed to be copacetic up until the 20 messages and anybody and who had doesn't he just underst- left it there had he left it there and i said i i'm oh my god what i was at my friend's birthday party like blah, blah blah and he was like i feel like an asshole let's just talk later i we could have gotten past the fact that he had an argument with himself where he made up the fact that i was going on dates with other men and somehow cheating on this person that i'd only been on two dates with and two all days. of that like shit storm that was in those 20 text messages because obviously he was triggered. Right. But like yeah. the fact that he just kept going with it is was so fucking insane. And then he was like, for what it's worth, I really like, uh, liked you or like you or whatever. Um, can we talk when you leave? He's still calling. How long will you be at this birthday? Okay, I'll just leave you alone. That's what you want. Then I'll do it. Then I guess see you. There's no digging myself out of this one. And then he's still calling. It's like, clearly, I'm just going to be ignored anyway. Are you going to speak to me at all tonight? Hello? And it's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm still sorry. So then I responded. I said, so as I said, I'm still at my friend's birthday party. I wasn't expecting to be out this late, but I can't process this. So let's leave it there tonight so that I can. And then he texts me again. And these are <sighs> long. It's like another four text messages. And they're long ones. They're ones you have to scroll to read through. <sighs> and I just didn't even respond anymore that night. Because I was just like, what the fuck is this dude's problem? Right? So I got home. I read through it all. I was like, he's got to go. This is psycho fucking territory. And then the next morning, I sent him a really nice message. Are you ready to hear it? Ready. Okay. I said, good morning. And then I used his name. I said, so after further reflection, I'm afraid I have to cancel our date on Sunday. If you purchase tickets already, let me know. You're a sweetheart and you've been handed an unfair hand in life. I'm sorry you were triggered last night and that I upset you. I was not intentional. Uh, it was not intentional. And I fully plan to speak with you after, but I'm too busy to be in constant contact with anyone. And my schedule changes at the drop of a hat and I have to just go with it. After everything I've been through in my past, I can't continue to date someone who reacts that way. 
I'm bummed because I was so excited about you. And I know you're disappointed too, but it's better we end it now. I wish you all the best. And I know you're going to find a great girl and treat her like a queen. Unfortunately, it's just not me. Also, if you want me to pay you back for lunch yesterday, that's completely fine. Just let me know how to get it to you. I don't want you feeling used. That's one of Good. the nicest kind of like, uh, you know, because for me, the subtitles there is like, you're nice, but you're a psycho. Right. So um, right. it's the nicest possible version of that two liner uh, in the end. Uh, well, I know there's there must be some response after that. But my my review here is it's not necessarily like, OK, everybody, everybody can be triggered. Right. At with with random things. Right. You know, you know, you might just feel depressed for with no apparent reason or there's something that will trigger you to be depressed or, uh, you know, repressed memories and yada, yada, yada. The, the issue here is the mere fact that he does not understand how scary 20 messages are to a person. Right. I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's universal that if anybody sends anybody more than 10 messages uh, that is, you know, if it's not like something life or death or something like uh, logistically important for a business or a job. Uh, so if you send anybody that you're dating 10 straight messages with some peppered failed threats or passive aggressive, that's scary. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if it's your family members or very dear friends or your actual life partner, there might be a time when you're sending that many text messages. It's not okay in business to send that many. At that point, you need to send an email. <laughs> 100%. And, you know, someone that you went on a couple dates with, yeah, it is totally fucking crazy. When I got home and I read it, I was like, this is crazy. And I've dealt with, you know, that's very much like my crazy ex-boyfriend. Um, and one of the things he did when I broke up with him was send me like 80 text messages a day, which is one of the reasons I got a restraining order against him. So for me, this is like no laughing matter. So I read my like breakup text to my therapist and she told me it was beautiful and very mm -hmm. well written. And you know how hard it is for me to write well. So, um, so I was very proud of myself and I did it. You know, I had wanted to speak to her, but in this case, I didn't even need to. I was like too many red flags. She was like appalled because I read her all of it. She was appalled. And I was like, look at the progress I've made that I noticed it and dumped him right away on my own without yeah. my therapist. We did a little happy dance and I did a good job of the way I did it. I wasn't a dick mm -hmm. about it. Of course I wanted to be, of course I wanted to just yeah. block this guy and move on. But as you said, he had the address to my workplace. And so you have to be a little careful when you're dumping crazy people too, because they can get more crazy yeah. on you. So yeah. I sent this message and he responded, best of luck. Which oh, that's is very passive-aggressive. No, Yeah, but passive I mean, passive-aggressive passive -aggressive is and, way and better than threat. And of course, it didn't threat. stop. Sure, but it, it didn't stop there. Ah, there you so go. So then he tries <laughs> to say to he see. was thinking, yeah, he was like, I was thinking to myself as well that this wasn't going to work out. I need someone who's better at communication um, and, and isn't also just out of a relationship. I know what I'm capable of bringing to the table, and I know what I can, what I can and will not tolerate last night did upset me a bit it kept it, by the way it cracked me up, up so much that he kept saying a bit like this a is bit. way beyond a bit yeah. and then he says but nothing matters anymore so yeah i hope you find what you're looking for um don't worry about paying me back uh wish someday i could find some uh find that in someone but until then i guess i'll have to deal with selfish heartless people this has turned me off from courting or dating and i'm sticking to my guns i feel like <laughs> From now on, uh, dating will be Dutch and I will not be footing any more bills with this day and age. Chivalry is dead with both sexes. I guess it doesn't really matter what I have to say. I'll just be ignored. Great. Wasting my time again. Thanks for making me feel like shit today. And thanks for giving me a good reminder on what my worth really is. And those are all in a row with me not responding because it was a breakup text. So yeah. it doesn't need a response. Yeah. So the fact that he just like keeps texting is like I'm being ignored. So at that point, I sent him another text and I said, these messages are abusive, gaslighting and completely unnecessary. I did nothing and continuing to send them is alarming as it was last night after you said you'd stop. If it continues, I'll block you. 
We have different expectations. We both communicated our expectations, but did not meet the others. As I said, I'm sorry to have upset you, but I wasn't doing anything. I didn't deserve this. And this isn't gentlemanly or kind because he can be mad, you know, but I literally yeah. did nothing. Like I was just living my fucking life. And, yeah. And again, you know, be, and there's always the weird variables of people because we interpret each other's actions so wildly differently, but there's a baseline yeah. of decency. Like, I mean, even if I misinterpret uh, a person's actions, both positively and, you know, too positively or too negatively, in the end, there are certain actions that are universal. Sending 20 text messages in a row without response. Universally yeah. creepy, right? So you his next oh sorry go ahead no but it's like you already responding i think your response to let's table this let's talk about it tomorrow or some other time when you can process it that is universally understood as hey this is not a great thing but you're given a, you're you're given an opportunity to you know take that foot out of your mouth for a little bit. Like not, not, not all people will get that opportunity. Some people, once they see a person is creepy or scary, you just, you don't give them a chance to understand where they're coming from. I mean, lucky for him. Well, that and you I didn't, kind of, to be honest, I really didn't. I cut him off and text him goodbye. Well, no, I mean like uh, after the 20 messages, you did say that, you know, you, you'll, you know, sleep on it so we can discuss it at some other time. Right. Yeah. But then I didn't discuss it. I just cut him off because it was yeah. that creepy. And I, I maybe would have, you know, and if we had had the same discussion um, by voice, it might've been a mm-hmm. little different. If his, yeah. his following text had been spoken of him saying like, I just feel like you could have communicated better, blah, 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 the tone of voice, all that would have been different, but you know, and this may be part of the thing of why I think he could be um, autistic or on the spectrum because yeah. the t- the tone of his texting comes across a little different. So if I knew he were neurodivergent and that he struggles to um, communicate in some way, I might have been a little different about it because his next few texts say, you know, I found it a little rough that I didn't get a phone call after your shift after looking after you, meaning buying me my lunch. And he took it personal that I couldn't take a mm-hmm. minute to say I'm going out. That part I get, but I also yeah. think that's the difference between New York and somewhere else. Because if you're upstate, you might call someone like as you're walking to your car or even from your car mm-hmm. and be like, hey, just so you know, blah, blah, wanted to give you a quick call on the way. But in New York, like I didn't have time for that. And normally I would because I got to walk to the train. But I was like, because I was running late, I was already texting you and um, Kendra before Mm -hmm. I got to the train. So you guys were my focus because I was meeting up with you. And I just don't think that this was a big deal because it's like just a friendly phone call. It just didn't, I guess. But I think that's because he has no life. I think it's because he has no job. So his whole life, like this is his one like exciting thing that he looks forward to in the fucking day. And then he was literally sitting there waiting for me to call like it's the 1950s and that it's not. (laughs) And I have a life and my life is full and I don't have time for shit like that. 100%. And again, we we totally understand that there are people like like that will be hanging on a thread waiting for that response, looking at those three dots when, you know, you send out a text. And I also totally understand that. It takes six seconds to text somebody, hey, I'm going to be out for three or four hours. Sorry. That's right. fine. We un- totally understand that. But other the, on the other side, people should also totally understand that there are all, there are days that you can't even text personal stuff because you have other life admin stuff to do, friend stuff to do, your own issue stuff to work on before sending out a message to somebody else. You just... What is a day or what is a couple of hours? What is a day? What are what are two days to let people just like, you know what? You're busy. I understand that. Once you're less busy, Absolutely. let me ask you. Let me ask you like, hey, um, I was waiting for your text for six hours. And I don't mean to be creepy, but you know, would it be possible to get a little bit more update? And you might say yes when you're further along the relationship. Like if your boyfriend and girlfriend and you require and you agree upon like you have to text each other every three hours. Fine. That's your prerogative. You know, as- what? I, w- I would not even agree to that. 
like I do want to speak to someone every day if I'm dating them, like not even my partner. If we're just interested in each other, I would expect to hear from them most days um, unless they have a crazy busy day. But I do have days where things are crazy and I will text back when I see the text. But it's intermittent. It's not like exactly a constant. And that's the thing. And he and I had actually had that conversation. What's really fucked up about it, channel. Like a week before this, there was a day where I was getting ready for my family to come visit. And I was just like putting sheets on the bed and like cleaning the house and things like that. And he had texted me, but I don't have any sounds on my phone because of that crazy ex-boyfriend sending me all those texts every day. So now as a rule, there is no sounds that come out of my phone other than my alarm clock. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I had to make a compromise with my ex. And when he texted me, there was, but otherwise there's no sound notifications. And so I didn't respond to him for a little bit and he got really butthurt. And I said, listen, I said, this is a text message. It's like a fucking email. I can respond if and when I want or not at all. You do not like, you're not entitled to a response just because you text me. I said, and I will, every time I see it, I will, but don't think that just because we're having a conversation doesn't mean I'm going to not set my phone down and walk away to make dinner and eat dinner and come back to it. I don't want to hear mm -hmm. that your butt hurt because I went to make something to eat. Like I don't have to give you my every move. So he and I had already had this conversation. I said, I'll work on being a better communicator. You work on not expecting to hear from me every fucking minute of every day. And then even the part about like, am I seeing other people? This is another thing I wanted to talk about on the podcast. So after our first date, and we again, we were talking a lot. We were having intimate conversations, uh, even though we had only been on one date, blah, 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 getting to know each other, you know, normal stuff. Um, he told me that he had signed up for Bumble to do like the 30 days free or whatever. And mm -hmm. he'd promised himself that when the 30 days was over, he was going to delete his account and mm -hmm. that the 30 days was there and he was going to delete it. And I said, and he's like, I just wanted you to know in case you don't see me there anymore. So you know what happened. And I said, oh, okay. And then a few hours later, I thought about it and I texted him back. I said, wait a minute. I said, have you been on dates with other people? Cause I remember he was really nervous on our first date. And he mm -hmm. said, no, I said, you haven't been out with anyone else. Like since your ex or whatever, he said, no, I said, so you should just stay on there for free. Like you don't have to pay for it. I said, you should stay on there and go on some dates with other people for yourself. I said, because you, you know, we just went out once. I wouldn't want you yeah. to latch on so soon, but anyway, mm -hmm. like you haven't dated in a while. You got to like see what you're looking for and you're looking for your person. So you don't want to just attached to the same person. He was like, Oh, I understand you might be seeing other people and stuff. I said, Yes, I am, but I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had already told him I was seeing other people and told him I was doing things. So even just the fact that he brought that up and was like asking me if I was like, Yeah, I already fucking told you. Why are you or he he, Kager, he did not business? pay attention or he only uh selective memory. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sucks. Well, I mean, it's it half sucks because there might have been, you know, a sliding doors moment where if uh, if he didn't fuck up, he didn't send those 10, 20 straight messages that one night and he was just like patient enough or he ran out of battery so he couldn't text you more than 10 times and you were able to talk and you were able to go to your second date. There would have been something there. But on the other hand, this is one of those things that are fundamental flaws. These are character flaws. Impatience yeah. is something that is needed. I mean, I, you know, you need this not only for relationship, but for work, for family. You really need to be able to control um, that side of your emotion to not eat you inside. Because, you know, not only are you not solving the issue, but you're propagating the problem because you are... He created, yeah, creating problems. Absolutely. And like the, the conversation continued and I'm not going to read all of it because I think that's so fucking boring, but like, you know, he was just saying he wanted more attention and he couldn't have it. And he basically admitted to being like a little bit spoiled brat about it. And he's like, I would hate for this to just end and you hate me for it. And I was like, then I'm like, I don't hate you. I just don't want to see you anymore. And, and I was like, you know, the scared, I told him this scared me. And, um, and because of my past relationship, like abusive relationships, and he was like, I know we all do. And it's like, come on, 
dude. Like, don't fucking mansplain that shit to me. Um, and then he asked if we should keep each other's contact info. And I said, no. <laughs> and he said, okay, goodbye. And I said, take care. And then he texted me more that night. Uh, see, I mean, that's and that even the next shows... day, I think. Like, yeah, that shows some of the, you know, the part of being on the spectrum is no boundaries. You know, yeah, not being able to get it, like not being able to like get how or understanding how creepy this is, but not really caring. You know, it's, it's a little bit of sociopathy there that has happened. Is that true? Well, because the idea here is either, okay, I know that this is, uh, you know, I fucked up, but I don't care. I'm going to fix it. Right. And, you know, there are some, you know, there's some aspects of being a sociopath where like, you know, I don't care what other person, the other person feels because I don't feel what the other person feels. So if I think that I can still fix it, I'm going to fix it. Maybe perseverance will be the one that will be the key. Maybe after two weeks of incessantly texting 200 messages a day, you'll figure like, oh, my God, this oh dude is really in love with me, which is but, a very, very screwed up way. That's what the psychopath did. That's what my ex did. That's why this is not OK for me. Yeah. No, I mean it's not okay for for everyone. I mean, again, it's it's the idea that I know the 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 line is different from one person to the other. Some people maybe five messages straight without a response is already creepy. Maybe some people ten. Maybe some people fifty. But in the end, there's a certain level where he didn't even comprehend how a monologue, a text monologue will further just bury him more rather than give him an opportunity to fix things. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the tough part. And that the thing is, you know, what's the, and the scariest part is not necessarily them not understanding the issue, but the scariest part is they think that they're the victim here. Right. And again, taking his words out of the vacuum about like, you know, chivalry is dead, um, you know, everybody's just using everybody. I could 100% empathize about that statement. I could say that statement myself, but not after berating somebody at 20 messages straight. <laughs> right? Not after exactly. two days. Not after two days. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, not after five dates, right? And that's just the, the fundamental difference between people that might have some problem or just, you know, I don't I I feel he's not that dumb to not understand it. I think it's more like actually you're right. There's triggered plus maybe you know a little bit on the spectrum. Something's or, not right there, yeah. Yeah. Or he's 100%. crazy. And if he continues to live in the like he really didn't have a lot going on in his life. So if he continues to isolate the way he does, like this is the type of person that, that's gonna be exactly. a fucking axe murderer. <laughs> I mean, I mean the the uh, the environment also doesn't kind of uh, it's it's not conducive for uh, self awareness. If you're around a ninety year old no. gay dude taking care of a frail person in the Upper East Side, and then living in the woods for the other living, yeah. week, yeah. So you're you're basically fish out of the water on both sides of it. Like, or does he? Ha- I don't know. We we haven't talked about you know. Does he have like a strong friend structure like you know like we do? where we can vent, you know, rightly or wrongly to certain people, right? Um, maybe it's just his head the entire time for the for the for years, right? So that yeah. might be an issue, right? You know, well it's a little bit sad, also, it's a little bit scary, but no know. cowboy fucking for me is what it comes down to. But thankfully I never had him over to my house. So yeah. I guess oh. my rules work very well and <laughs> I keep sticking to that shit. Um the Irishman texted me again. Oh, Are you married again? yet? I didn't even I didn't even respond to him this time because I was like, what the fuck do you care? Like he didn't take me out the last time and all his bullshit I'm tired of. The Jamaican guy came back and was like texting me again haze and whatever the last couple weeks. And now he's like, I'd really like to see you again. I trimmed my beard down. <laughs> <laughs> see? At least paying attention a little bit. Still not following directions, but paying attention. And it's getting attention. cold. It's it's getting cold. Uh, this, the cuffing season is uh is nigh. Is upon us, yeah. yeah. And the comedian that like couldn't follow directions to make a date with me a few weeks ago, he texted me again twice, once while my family was here, and I was like, No, I'm not he wanted me to go to like that parade where they dress 
cats or pets up or whatever. And I was like, yeah, no, my family's visiting. And then he texted me again. And I was like, I'm not interested. I, I did say. <laughs> oh. um, so there's just the Keep one the accountant. Dude. Yeah, there's the accountant left. We were supposed to hang out last week. Uh, he was too hungover still from the day before and kept pushing it later in the day. And I was just like, let's just do it on. I was like, I'm done with spending time with people who aren't excited to see me. So like, let me know if you want to see me again in the future. And then he did. And so we hopefully we're going to hang out tomorrow if I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he did one weird thing where this weekend we were texting a little bit and oops, hold on one second. I'm going to have to change my means of, uh, talking to you give me one sec because my phone is gonna die otherwise plug it That's so fine. well lucy is changing her headphones <laughs> i'll regale you with uh oh there you go quick awesome super quick um so he did send me a picture of him with his date obviously the other night when they were out for halloween and i was because i said let me see your costume and he sent me that picture and he's like with my friend and I'm like, yeah, your friend. And he's choking her in the picture too, nonetheless. And I was like, these are some interesting choices, but I was not, I knew all of that. And I'm like, we went on one date. Of course he's seeing other people. Did I need a picture mm-hmm. of her? No, but like, whatever. No. And so I just, Juvenile. um, and I'll still see him again. Yeah. Uh, you have an update though. Yeah. Uh, little update. Well, what you- happened? I feel like some. I feel like there's a real story coming. Ah, it's a real non-story, but it is a real story nonetheless. Um, you know, we we uh, we talked in past episodes how I dropped the 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 L word bomb at, to no response, um, and now it's running almost a month since that happened. And this is around the time that you guys you suggested I should slowly bring it up again. I didn't have to. So um, uh, over the weekend, you know, Friday is my night at her place. And uh, it was a long week for both of us. There was uh, a giant, um, um, I had a a great birthday. Uh, This is my birthday week. I don't typically celebrate it because I feel weird. But this year I wanted my office mates to meet my friends, to meet my my girlfriend. So, you know, I want everybody to see that, you know, what makes me me. Uh, And I'm proud of all the people that uh, I've introduced everybody else to. Uh, so it was a great start of the week, but towards the end of the week it was rough for, for both of us on both work and, and uh, just like general weather. Um, the more uh, kind of surprised though, because um, I met some of her friends uh, Friday night, you know, there was a gale storm winds, you know, or like, you know, gale force winds Friday night, but she had a Halloween party with her lady group. I went to pick her up. I went to saw, see some of her lady group. I thought that things were progressing properly. Like, ah, I introduced you to my friends. You're introducing me to your friends, like your inner circle. Cool. Um, but the day after when I woke up, she sat me down to do a conversation about how I should throttle the boyfriend-girlfriend stuff down a little bit. Um, and a little bit surprising. Um, it was definitely not negative. She's not saying that she doesn't like me anymore. She doesn't say that she didn't say that she didn't want to see me anymore. But um, with impending Thanksgiving, and she already like out of nowhere said like, "Hey, I'm not going to introduce you to the family first because you know family is crazy." Yada yada. yada. I was like, "Totally fine." You know, you know. I mean, it. You know, it's only been like what six months. I, you know, will work through your schedule. I mean, I'm, I like results. You've been dating six than, months now? Close to six months. Yeah. It's going to be six months in a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, like, and it's, and it's fine. I like, it's the, uh, and um, it, it, funny story because like you were mentioning about, um, uh, you know, trigger warnings or things that we were uh, kind of worried about through our past relationships. I was very, very upfront, like with you uh, and with her to start with that, you know, the only major concern that I have is I was the first person that she dated right after uh, a 10 year relationship that she's been broken up for over a year and a half now. Right. So it's been a while. 
Um, but I fully understand that, you know, when we were first dating that, hey, maybe she'll need to test out a few more things. I know I'm awesome. You know, like I worked really, really hard to be like the quintessential boyfriend and everybody can, you know, be proud of in front of family and friends. So uh, I knew that, but I didn't know that if she had a good frame of reference. But during the course of our dating, she never really had an issue with that. And she never really thought that that was an issue as well. So, okay, fine. Um, so this one was just like a little bit, you know, I, w- I was taken aback. And, uh, you know, instead of, um, you know, not particularly sad because I'm done being sad now for relationshipy stuff. I'm just a little angry um, that, uh, you know, you know, I was the one who put the label on it. Um I was Were you? That... I thought she did. I I wasn't exactly. You know, well, I was trying to was. be okay. I wasn't. I was trying to be very, very you. careful. Yeah, I was, I was trying to be very careful because I knew that a 10-year relationship is a long relationship. I know there's a lot of issues there that I will never uh cure or I will never uh um fix in a short amount of period of time, but I wanted to show that I can, right? Right, I have the tools to make you forget all of the worries you had with your previous partners. Yeah, you know it, it'll take work, it'll take time, but you know some people it's like, oh shit, if you're not patient, you're never gonna fix this. Or if you if you don't have a stable job, you're never gonna fix this. So it's like, dude, I got all the ingredients. We can work this. We'll work it at your own pace. I was trying to work at her own pace, and I was led to believe that you know we were getting more serious and more serious and then i had now i have to throttle back a little bit and i understand people's feelings like you know maybe you felt uh bullish on the relationship a month ago and you know now things are starting to get cold holidays are coming memories are coming family dynamics are coming screwing in their head totally understand that and i can until academically understand that these things are playing a factor in what you know a person is feeling but it also kind of hits on the fact that yeah i have issues too like you know i you know i i feel lonely too i also feel wanted i also want to make sure that i am uh, building relationships or dating or you know being with a person that has a future because i'm you know i'm done with dating around You, you know me like i'm I'm looking at houses, you know, I'm looking at one and a half kids here. I'm I'm not trying to waste time in like dating somebody for two years to realize after the two years that, you know, that person is not yet over certain things that she needs to be over with before being with a person. Um, I know uh, that's not the case here, but I can't be 100% sure, right? And if I'm not 100% sure, the 2% that I'm worried about, I'm going to obsess over, which is sucky because that's my flaw. Because I want to make sure that I'm not wasting my shit. Um, I have plenty of things and people that I'd rather be with that has no worries around me. or I don't care whether I ha- they have issues around me because it's not my issue. But this is directly affecting me. So that's... Um, you know, that's kind of like you know where where the weekend kind of fell apart a little bit because you know you know you know birthday and then me meeting her friends and then this kind of was like a it was a it was a small throttle back. I know I'm blowing it up, but it is a symptom of a, a an issue that I can't fix myself and I can't confirm yeah. until the other person is willing to confirm that with me. Maybe it'll be done tomorrow. Maybe it'll be done in two months. And that's what's pissing me off because, you know, I worked really, really hard to be that person that hopefully if, you know, if you've slept with me, if you've met my friends and if you know what I'm willing to build with you, um, my my goal was like, you're not, you're, you need to lock me down because I've got tools now. Like I've, the knowledge and the capability of locking things down, you should be doing the same. And, um, right. and that's kind of like, you're someone uh, who makes her squirt multiple times a night. She should be locking you down for that alone. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, and I've been, I've been driving to the upper East side, 
you know, you know, it's, it's expensive. And you know me, I have got a lot of expensive toys that I need to pay for. And it takes a lot of time. And I'm very busy with work. And I invested not because it's an investment, I invested because I knew it was worth it. Like this person is worth like among all the people that I've made squirt or I've been referred to <laughs> or you know made climax multiple times. Right. This is the person that I can really see like, hey. Asking and my I, mom. And I for have it. agreed with you. Like this is someone who you should pursue because they're a, a good, they're a real adult. They're a good potential match. They're actually, you know, a bit of a, uh, a little more successful even than you are. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing too. And the 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 thing that pisses me off the most is I rarely meet people that inspires me to do better and i'm already really really good this thing and, and i could stop now i'm so humble I, well i mean this podcast is not the place to be humble i'll be humble everywhere else but you know not <laughs> this podcast is not with you um okay but like, fine i could stop i'm and i want to i really want to I, I want to i want to stop i want to just enjoy life the way it is but you know meeting her yeah. and and seeing our potential together it's like shit you know what yeah, you're a little bit richer than me. Yeah, you're a little bit more put together. You're a lot smarter than me. But all right, I'm gonna use my hard work um, to to like you know move maybe a notch or two, take a little bit more of a of of a professional risk, and maybe see if I move and uh, do other things and you know get a little bit more liquidity here so that I can pay for my own house a little bit sooner than later. So like i wouldn't i wouldn't have not i wouldn't have been pushed to do that this quickly if i did not meet a person worthy of that particular effort uh, and um i was just hoping that the effort was semi equitable going on on the back end because you know to close this rant down is you know i know personal issues are personal you work at it on your own pace uh but to a certain extent you know, or there's a million and one explanations why she would want to throttle down or why she might not be as ready as I am. And that's totally fine because we're all in different timetables. But the mere fact of it is, as it sits, either she has issues that are, are bigger that she needs to deal with by herself or the scarier issue. And the thing that I was really, really working hard towards was I really worked hard on myself to be able to be that person that she will look at. It's like, fuck all of my problems. This dude is dope. And then I don't care if I was, I'm scared or, you know, I've, I've issues like this dude won't, you know, won't add to that problem, but probably fix most of them. And I wasn't able to, currently, I'm not able to show that to her. I'm not awesome enough to, um, you know, Janelle, I don't think that's it, though. I, I, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, that's a very idealistic view. I would like relationships to be like that in some ways. But I think, you know, as we get older, things change and, and you realize that no one's going to put up with your shit or like you're just not ready or the person's great, but there's something that's not quite there or whatever it is. And so... I don't think you should take that all on yourself because like you said, there could be so much going on inside her that has nothing to do with you and putting all that pressure on yourself. Like you have to do something else to like deserve to have someone feel that way about you. is not right. You don't, you're doing all the stuff, especially in this case with this person from what you've told me, like you are doing all the stuff. And so just if you're going to continue dating her, keep doing the stuff as best you can. I know it kind of affects how much your heart's in it when someone tells you something like that, but don't make it be that you have to um, work on yourself more in those like deeper ways. I think you're there in those deeper ways. I think there's some, you know, surface shit that everybody can always work on. And there's some deep shit we can all always work on, but not mm -hmm. like for a relationship. It's just, you're not responsible for fixing whatever is going on with her. So it's just, you know, six months is a long time by New York standards, but it's really not. And yeah. so, especially when you've just thought of something for 10 years, and maybe so you do dial it back a little bit, you know, she is the one that brought that stuff up. And if she wants you to 
to to loosen up on it a little bit, then maybe you see other people still. I mean, you kind of have been anyway, no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, uh, I've never, this is the first time somebody has asked me to throttle back. Like, you know, have you asked somebody, he's like, hey, take care of me less <laughs> or think about me less. No, well, I, I mean, that it just means <laughs> slow down a little bit, right? Yeah. She doesn't mean mm-hmm. think of you less or take care of her less. She's like, just the pace of the relationship. You do have that. You you have those numbers in your head where you're, where you're like, within a year, you want to be en- engaged. Yeah. Within mm-hmm. by next year, you want to own a house and things like that. And she's just saying, slow down. Yeah. And again, that's the, then that's where it's kind of, you know, and I have to like do an audit because like I've been very, very clear that you know I'm not I'm not the type of person I'm no longer the type of person that will do things for other people, right? So, but you know, I've always mentioned like because every person is different and your your timeline is different with other people. Like I'm working on myself so I can be ready for pretty much everything. So I'm working on my timeline to own a house i'm working my timeline to move away i'm working on my timeline to be able to move to different jobs okay this is me so that whatever happens i am ready um right my papa baby to tomorrow or a a year from now i'm semi-ready you know that's what i've been working for and you know i i was showing not 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 just her but like you know all of y'all's like all of our friends like Hey, so I mean, I'm I'm not perfect. I still fuck up so many times, but at this point, I'm no longer doing the stupid things that I was doing four years ago, like being sorry for myself. Because now, like, I know I can, you know, I might not fix it, but I can work on it. Um, and I was just like putting that all on the table because, you know, most relationships, you know, that's the pitfall. Like nobody knows, like nobody's in, nobody's in it, or like one one of the parties might not be as in as the other and then the other party becomes resentful and i never want to be resentful i understand her timetable um i just like i just i just didn't think that uh at this point this is the point where we'll start throttling back i thought that by this time i was I, i'd be needed to like all right let's what's the next step or what's the next step but maybe that's just me being a little too over analytical or you know rushing um you know i i don't want i don't mean to rush and i don't want to rush but uh it's you know one of those things that i again i'm just i'm i'm done being sad because this is not a sad thing it's it's like you know i'm asking to be like throttling down is not a deficiency in 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 fact it's a little bit more like an overabundance of something that can be more yeah. efficient. So um I'm but again, it's you know, I'm much more I'm I'm just pissed all around because you, you know, after such a wonderful week. Um right. Yeah. I get that. I mean, yeah. I broke up right after my birthday and you know, I was the same thing. It was like I had had a bunch of fun and stuff and then it, it was it was not fun. But um oh. I think you could look at it a few different ways. I think you could keep doing everything that you've been doing, but stop using some of the language that might be scaring her. So stop using the boyfriend, girlfriend stuff and don't obviously say, I love you again. Um, Wait for her. Um, Or you could pull back a little bit because sometimes Mm -hmm. when you pull back a little bit, a lot of times in relationships, not that you want to get into a power struggle, but power struggle is really like the next stage of any relationship because you have to have the power struggle um, time and then you have to overcome it where you settle into like a balanced um, thing. So if you want to, you could pull back a little bit and that might make her then lean into you. It could also make her pull back more and then that would be the end of it. Um, But sometimes that entices people to then be like, Oh, why are they pulling away? No, I liked all that attention and then get more into it. So you've got options. It's not bad, but I I know that that was painful to hear, and I'm sorry about that. But you know, slow is good, and just yep. keep your options open. Then for now, yeah. Again, I've I mean, I've always I've always wanted to concentrate on like, all right, I've 
I've never been the desirable one. You know, I've never been sought after. I've never been that type of person that, you know, people will rearrange their lives to be with me. So I'm, I understand that I need to show and not necessarily prove, but I just need to show what I'm capable of. I just need to make sure like, yo, all right. You know that nobody is though, right? Nobody's the type of person where someone else will rearrange their lives to be with them. I I don't know one person. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's some, or at least the idea, like, you know, you know, you're desirable uh, until they get to know you deeply. And then they kind of like, huh. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but we, it's okay. I don't have you know any feelings. I, it's good. Yeah. yeah but yeah, but that, the idea is like, all right, I am not, you know, I'm not the traditionally sought after person in any relationship, but, you know, I also understand like, you know, just again, you know, give me eight minutes in bed. I'm making sure that there's going to be a callback. Eight um, minutes. Just, Eight minutes. Know. Damn. Okay. But so wait a minute. Let's go back to that for a second. So this mm-hmm. idea that like I'm desirable until someone gets to know me. Right. But the interesting thing about that comment is that the reason that that is, is because what people are desiring me for versus who I am is different. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that are quote unquote desirable. And in this case, you're talking about physically attractive, but then people don't accept who we are as people as humans with our feelings and our hearts and our thoughts and opinions and all of that stuff. So they're only wanting to really make us objects, not really desiring us as who we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a conundrum. So just imagine. Yeah. But imagine being that person who's desirable on the outside. And then like, I, can't find a life partner. I've been trying since I was quite young. That's all I ever wanted was to find someone to share my life with. I didn't want a house then. Now I do. But back then I didn't want a house. I didn't want babies. I just wanted like to have a good career and have a partner. And I was very happy with my first partner and to have people, you know, love me. They want to fuck me. They want to hang out with me, have fun, whatever. But like nobody wants to spend their life with me. That's painful, especially when yeah. society is like, but you're so desirable. How could that mm-hmm. be? Well, then it really fucks with you, you know? So you look at that as a bad thing for you, but I don't think it's a positive for me either. I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle because you 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 draw people in with some form of attraction and desire. And then usually but apparently it doesn't align with who I am. Well, apparently well, it's not at maybe all right now with who I am. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe with the current group, but the idea of it is that you, you know, sometimes like you surprise people. Like, I mean, I talk a lot of shit about you, but you know, in, in reality or on, you know, in reality in on paper itself, like you are desirable, physically, very, very attractive. And with the right partner, like you, you're you're very organized. You clean. You cook. You take care of your partner. Um, you are. You have a very. You're, you have a very healthy sex drive, and you'll be willing to do a lot of weird shit with the with somebody who's deserving. <laughs> so when you do find that partner, that partner will be drawn in by attraction, drawn in by desire. But even more, like you're surprised. Like you're you 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 get more than what you think that you deserve if it's just the right. Level. I mean, because that's kind of my thing. It's like, hey, it's like, all right, I'm just gonna give this dude the chance, and then I surprise you with like some, you know, with with how, uh, um, you know, what you'd be able to receive both in association, but also in like physical things as well. But you know, it's just finding that person. So maybe, you know, once that you know, once that person gets, uh, or once that person really passes through and matches with you on the correct level, then all you have to do is be you. The things that you've done with your, your, um, your former fiance, like do the exact same thing, but you get more intimacy and then you can get, you'll be even be doing even more things because you can get the fuel that you need to take care of the other person. And that's going to be a virtual cycle. Yeah, maybe. I'm just saying it's the same. And so you might have to work a little harder to get to know someone beforehand, but it's really no different for people that are attractive. And if anything, it's 
more of like, oh, but this doesn't align who I think you're supposed to be. <laughs> supposed so. to. Yeah. We're never supposed to be anything anymore. We just need no, to find other people. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sorry that that happened and that oh. I had a crazy guy this week. But, you know, on to the next. Yeah. We got more. Now we have more stories. Yeah. It's never that bad. More stories. Okay. I can certainly tell it in a funnier way in, at a future date. So <laughs> thanks for listening. If you have any comments or things you'd like us to discuss, please uh, email us at paradeofdicks at gmail.com and we will talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Good night. We got the ball. Got to deal with it.